Welcome back to another episode of the Breathe Underwater podcast. My name is April Salazar and I am one of the co-hosts. Last week you heard from our very own Whitney Waddell, my partner in crime co-host, as she began to share her story and how she's learning to breathe underwater. We're going to just go ahead and jump right into it. Why? Like, because I was always so worried about everybody else's opinion. Okay. Number which, one. Which, by the way, is none of your doesn't mean business. anything. It doesn't mean anything. And number two, I never wanted to be without my kids. Very nice. They brought <clears throat> so much <clears throat> joy, and I loved being a mom. I loved waking up every morning and getting them up and doing breakfast and putting lunches together and driving to school and soccer's and basketballs. Like I never had any children of my own. So I was able to be a mom to them and I loved every moment of it. It's what you wanted. And it's what I wanted. It's what you So like do I need to just make it work because I want my babies? Absolutely. Okay, right? that's fair. You I know? mean, I think as moms. Yeah. And then granted and- they weren't mine, but they call me mom. Yeah. To this day they call me mom. Like yeah. so you know, I think it's significant because you know, I didn't have the, the ability or the, you know, the, okay, like I never had our own children, but I had I think them. that was God's way yeah. of protecting oh, you. Oh, a hundred percent. Like looking back now. Yeah. Um, okay. So, so speed forward uh-huh. a little bit. So you're unhappy. I'm unhappy. And I would always, I knew that I was unhappy and then I knew I needed to get out because I would go out on my front porch and I would calculate finances could I make it by myself? In so my you head, were already setting oh, up. Oh yeah. You were, you, even though you were not actively moving forward yes. with some kind of separation subconsciously or consciously, yeah. you were like, okay, let's look at my finances. Yeah. Let's look because at, at this time I was already a teacher. I mm. wasn't in the hospital. So like, I mean, public education, like, I wasn't making <laughs> nice. a ton of money. Right. I just had to figure out, can I do it by myself? And I can, I could, you know? And so, you know, happy people don't, evaluate their finances. Happy marriages. If you're in a happy marriage, you're not sitting on the front porch evaluating whether you can afford everything on your own. Like, let's just be honest, right? Like I already knew where I was in my space. How long into your marriage were you at this This was already towards the, towards the end. How many years in? We we were married for 10. Okay. So that's a, yeah, that's a long time time. to resist uh-huh. And to experience I, I hung in there, like, that kind of abuse, bad. you know, it, was it good. really, it really is. Yeah. Um, so, and I'm sorry. I would just like okay. to say, I'm sorry. It's okay. No, it's thank you. Shitty. I appreciate it. So he, he takes on a job, but he has to work out of McAllen, Texas. Okay. And so he was commuting. So he would spend. So McAllen from San Antonio. It's about two to three hours, two maybe? to three hours. Yeah. Okay. And driving, driving. Okay. Yeah. So like he would be there for the bulk of the week working. Right. And then um, he would come back on Thursday nights. So Thursday nights he would be back in San Antonio. So he would spend essentially with us, the kids and I, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and he would go back to McAllen on Sunday. Okay. So this was going on for a while. He was making more money. It was a good thing for our family. I was holding it down while he was, you know, there, whatever. Okay. I am, you know, we're kind of making some progress in what, at least that's what I thought, you know. We were doing Did better. I mean, seem- the distance seemed to relieve some of the frustration or pressures. He was also advancing in his career. So I think that made him happy as well. Okay. Because I think for a long time he felt like he wasn't amounting to anything. And I have this wife who has a master's degree who left her management admin job in the hospital 
to accommodate my children and yeah. our life. And she's teaching. And I and me teaching then created the door for him to be the breadwinner. Right. Because I was always the right. breadwinner. Right. So the ha- the cha- the playing field changed, so right. to speak, right? Which I'm sure he loved. Yes. Like that's exactly that's what exactly he wanted. That's exactly what he wanted. Yeah. So, so it's interesting mm-hmm. because these men, they are very excited about successful women. Mm-hmm. They're very attracted to successful women. Mm-hmm. But... But once they have one, they can't handle it. Exactly. They become so fixated on the fact that yeah. maybe they're doing better than I am financially yeah. or, or yeah. networking. Yeah dating world I was dating like dating somebody off and on and he said to me one time your independence I hate Mm. you want the successful woman you want her to be successful and to have the success and all the independence and the things but when she displays that independence and it's towards you and and honestly I wasn't doing anything wrong he, no, you're just being who you he are. He had a conflict and couldn't like go to dinner. And I was like, no big deal. Like, have a great evening. Like, enjoy your time with you. You know, wherever. And he was like, I cannot stand your independence. Sometimes I hate it. And you're like, okay, you're okay. out. Bye. <laughs> okay, but, so okay, so back to so my Mr. husband. So Mr. Z's like, yeah, doing well, doing well, but everything's not, going, yeah, yeah. And so he's in McAllen, and like, look, I had my doubts, right? Okay. Because he had, I'd already had these feelings of this infidelity and all of these things. But so when you say I'm you really had your trying. doubts, you're thinking he's a McGowan he may he's have... screwing around. Okay, yeah. So right. like, you know, as women, we have that. Intuition. I feel like we have really good intuition. Yeah, as I just women. felt it. I knew okay. it was happening, but I was like, you know what? He's away. I have my kids. But you were, were doing a good thing. He was going to bring home a disease. We weren't really Intimate. having relations. Okay. So this is that. This, respect this had now transitioned to we're a just business, existing a business mm-hmm. scenario yeah okay yeah we're just existing i'm taking care of the babies so did you ever think it's going to get better because he I th- seems happy we're gonna i don't know i think deep down inside april i knew i was gonna have a divorce okay like i knew it it was just a matter of time right like i was i was already fed up with his shit like i was already tired of him like there were times that he was working in mcallen his fucking location would go off like i know what you're doing like i'm not stupid you know what i'm saying like you know i know these things i'm not you know what i mean like you're not having sex with me (sighs) okay guess i'm not an idiot you know what i'm saying like so you're very aware but i'm very aware so what happened so because we're we're about to really get into Into it yeah we're really gonna get into yeah some very hard hard conversations yeah what what happened okay so um he comes home on a thursday this was in july 20 like around the, the end of july he comes home on a thursday I had taken our oldest daughter for her, like her driving test. Mm-hmm. She got her driver, her permit. We were talking about putting her on the insurance. Like I made a big dinner, like, you know, da, da, da. he comes that home on sounds Thursday. Lovely. It was great yeah. conversation. We go upstairs, we go to sleep, kids go to sleep. The next morning, um, the kids take off to go with their real mom, um, for the, for the weekend. Let's just correct that and say biological. They're biological. Because, <laughs> you know, I'm just going to buy their bio mom, their real mom. <laughs> Hey, I'm uh, just going to say stepmom. Because I'm, like I'm a fake mom. Whether <laughs> stepmoms, I mean, sorry, stepkids want to admit it or not, stepmoms fucking play a massive role. Oh, yeah, role. we're huge, right? I <laughs> mean, I'm just going to say that. 
huge. Moving huge. So, so the kids take off and this is Friday. Okay. This is Friday because he came home on Thursday. Friday. So I make a breakfast for the kids, myself, whatever, him, before he leave, before they leave. And he comes downstairs and he's like, you really need to work on your breakfast skills or something like that. Like just picking a fight. Just, just, God, just being a dick. What a fucking just, asshole. Yeah, just picking a fight. And I was like, okay, whatever. Like it's waffles, eggs, sausage, like whatever. <laughs> and like fruit. Like, I mean, it's basic breakfast. Like what did you want? You know? And I was like, well, okay. Like if, okay, I'll try to work on that. Whatever. You know, I'm just not, there's certain you're things. You're just, that, you're I'm over gonna, it. Yeah. I'm not going to argue with him over certain things. You know what I'm saying? Like, Okay. I need to work on my breakfast, whatever. So um, we ended up arguing like the whole day we were arguing. It wasn't anything physical this time, but it was just, we were just going at it. And I was fed up with his fucking shit. So I was just like, okay, dude, like whatever, like go then, go, you know, whatever. So you had already been pushed to your breaking point. You were done. So had he just walked out and then served you divorce papers? I think I would have been like sad but I would have been like okay good finally like Like, finally like let's just do this shit already okay you know you obviously don't want to be here I obviously don't want you to be here you're mean as fuck it takes more you're not you to be mean to me than it does to be you know anything you're not taking care of me yeah you're not taking care of me like yeah you know whatever you know so whatever we fight and I just told him like if you want me to leave for the weekend so that you can have the kids before they had left to go back with their mom like we we thought we were spending the weekend together, whatever. And so I was like, if you want me to leave, like I can, I can go stay at my mom's for the weekend. It's not a big deal. You can have the house, the kids. Like, I know you haven't seen them all week, whatever. No, whatever. We're just fighting. So it gets late. I go to bed because the next day I'm supposed to, we're, we, him and I are scheduled to have my nephew because my brother and my sister-in-law were going to a concert. So I wake up in the middle of the night, he's downstairs and I walk down the stairs and I knew when I walked down the stairs, I already knew that he was gone. There was just something that came over my body that just knew that it's this that intuition was just over. Okay. Like this whole fucking marriage, this whole relationship, all this bullshit was just going to be done soon, soon, soonish, like very soon. soon. Okay. And I, and I knew he was planning on leaving early because all of his uniforms were washed and they were hanging up downstairs to dry. So when you went to bed, he started preparing. A hundred percent. He started preparing to move out. A hundred percent. Okay. Or like just to leave early. Cause he wasn't upstairs packing his actual clothes. He okay. was just washing his uniform okay. that he had with him from McAllen. Okay. So I go downstairs. It's like three o'clock in the morning. He's awake and he's watching TV. And I'm like, are you going to go upstairs? Like, what are you doing? He was like, oh yeah, I'm going to go upstairs. He goes upstairs. I go back upstairs. We both just backs to each other. I mean, we're just existing at this point. Like, we're not really... When you asked him to come upstairs, mm-hmm. were you expecting something different? No, I don't even know why I said okay, that. Okay, maybe it was just habit. Maybe, like, I just... And maybe it's prop. I just felt like maybe it's proper for us <laughs> to be in the same bed. I mean, I probably should have just left his ass down there on the couch, but whatever. Okay, so, like, I'm just curious. I don't know. I don't my know husband's what my very much the same was. way. He's a Capricorn like you are. Like, I don't know. If I fall asleep on the couch... He's just like, he'll wake me up and he's like, are you, do you want to go to bed upstairs? Sometimes I'm just like, no, I want to fucking stay on the couch for not, for no other reason (laughs) other than I like sleeping on the couch, but I I get it. He's actually very comfortable. He's, it is very comfortable. But so, okay. So I wake up the next morning. This is Saturday now. Okay. I wake up the next morning and he's already in the shower. Mm. And so I'm like, 
I go in, I'm like, hey, like, do you want to go grab some brunch before my nephew comes? Like, whatever, blah, blah, He's like, I'm going back to McAllen. Mm. And I lost my shit. Okay. And I was like, you don't think that it's important to tell your wife that you're going back to McAllen a day early? Like, you don't think that's something you should share? You don't think that that's something you need to tell me or ask me or, you know, provide me some fucking detail? Because you're just over it. Like, you're done. Yeah. Tell me what you're doing, Mm -hmm. like, so that we can just figure this out. And so he was just like, I messed up on something at work. I have to go down a day early. I have to make sure it's fixed. I never tell you anything when you go to work early. Like just so trying just to bullshit. manipulate the yeah. situation. Yeah. You know, that's what narcissists do. Like he was just trying to manipulate the situation and make me feel like it, I'm being crazy for yeah. him wanting to go back of to course. work early. Right. Of course. So I remember at that point, I just looked at him and I was like, I know you have a a bitch down there. Like, so you paused. Yeah. You, you paused. And I just, I told him. I'm and like, you told him. I know you have a girlfriend. I know you have somebody down there. What's her name? And what's did, up? How did he feel about that? Well, he just looked at me with this blank stare and then he just put soap on his face because he didn't want to have to make eye contact. What anymore. a vagina. Literally. So we, he gets out of the shower. I'm still arguing because I'm like, we're going to, we're going to have this out. out. We're going to, whatever. So we're still arguing. We're still fighting. He packs all of his things, whatever. And he's like, I'm going to work, whatever, blah, blah, blah. He leaves. Well, well, didn't he give you a kiss? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. So like we're at the door and I'm just like, what are we? And he was like, just kiss me goodbye. And I was like, "Uh, what? So he just comes up to me and he kisses me and he's like, I'll see you, you know, in a week. And he leaves. So, and the reason so, why I brought the kiss up yeah. is because I've heard you tell this story mm-hmm. and I've been very struck by certain moments of yeah. the story. And I felt like that was a foreshadowing. Very significant. A foreshadowing of what was to come. That's when he was telling me bye. He was saying goodbye. Yeah. Because you guys were not... Going to get back together. To get, well, but... From what I understand, yeah, you were not together. No, and people who are together are very loving with mm-hmm. each other. Like, and, and no, I hated him. Okay, I hated him because he was beating the crap out of me. Right, and he was verbally abusing me, and he wasn't helpful. Like, I'm here taking care of my stepkids, my kids, whatever. I'm here doing all of this, and you're not fucking helpful. Yeah, no, like, and he's just a bad person. Like. Literally, I'd be running around like crazy, soccer games, baseball games, what, all this bullshit, and he's upstairs asleep. Yeah. And I'm it's like, hard. they don't want to hang out with me. They want their dad. They want to hang out with you. Mm-hmm. So you need to try to be more present. Like, those were arguments we would have all the time. But yeah, so he gave me a kiss, and I told you last night, I'm like, I remember the way he was standing. I can tell you what he was wearing. I can tell you what it smelled like. But why do you remember that? Because that's the moment that he abandoned me. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's the moment that he abandoned me and he walked out on me and on our kids. Even though he said, I'll see you in a week. Yeah. Okay. So nothing formal. Nothing formal. No, no, no. Nothing formal. But that's the moment that he abandoned me. Yeah. You know? And abandoned us. So I actually got in my car and I followed him for a while because I was like, I'm just going to fucking go to McAllen. Yeah. Like, I want to know who this girl is. Yeah. And then I was like, I'm getting my nephew. Like, get your shit together. So I go back to my house. I spend the evening with my nephew, but I don't sleep, right, at all. Like, I'm just constantly checking our bank account because when he would check in in into the hotel in McAllen where he would stay, 
there would be a charge. Well, there was never a charge all night long. He never checked into the hotel. Okay. Well, obviously, like he was he with went somewhere he else. He was with somewhere else. Yeah. So I text him around like nine because he left early. Mm-hmm. Like he had In already the made the drive. Yeah. yeah. And so um, I text him. I'm like, I just want to know you're okay. And he was like, I'm fine. Mm. That's all he wrote. So the next morning, mm-hmm. still no check in to the hotel. Okay. Still no charge. And I doubt that he slept in his car. 100%. So my doorbell rings hmm. and it's my mom and my dad. And I was like, what are y'all doing here? And they yeah. were like, oh, well, we wanted to see, you know, my nephew, whatever. And then right after them, my brother and my sister-in-law show up and they're all kind of just like very awkward. Like okay. there's just this awkward silence. Like there's something going on. Yes. There's something going on, but you know, I'm kind of chatty Kathy, like just, yeah. I don't want them to know that we've had this huge blow up Yeah, that he, you know, I didn't yeah. want to talk to anybody about this. I never talked no, to anybody about because perception was a big thing. For yes, you. Huge. you had a family. Like that, I need to make yeah. sure I hold my shit to get down. Yeah. You know, like my parents already have enough to worry about. Everybody's got their own problems. They don't yeah. even know about mine. So my mom's like, well, we need to talk to you. And, um, so I'm like, what, what's going on? I'm like, why is everybody here? Yeah. Like, did somebody die? Like, yeah. What's going on? Like who died? Yeah. And, um, my sister-in-law, like my mom was like, well, Paulina needs to tell you something. <laughs> and so she starts crying and, um, I'm like, are you pregnant? <laughs> like, <laughs> cause you know, I had my struggles with like infertility. So I'm like, oh my God, she's pregnant. And, um, she couldn't even like formulate a sentence, but they were like, we were at the concert and so-and-so was there and she got a little drunk and she told my sister-in-law, um, I've been sleeping with Whitney's husband. So that's a lot. And then did she elaborate? I mean, I feel yeah, like, like people the who girl were drunk elaborated. Just, yeah. I've been sleeping with them for this many, like this long. Shoot. Um, he get he sends me money to go oh, like okay. to go down to McAllen. So oh. I have gas money. I stay with him at the hotel. She named the hotel um, the funny thing is that this woman worked for my mom. So Oof. my mom owns a couple of businesses in San Antonio and she worked at one of them. And so like, she knew like, this wasn't like, she just met somebody random. Like, no, she knew was, it was my husband. Like, you know, people she knew. suck. Yeah. 100%. Granted. So like the <laughs> crazy thing to all of this, not, I mean, it gets crazier, but like one of the crazy things is like, I had just come back from Wisconsin because I would take my stepkids there every summer to visit my mother-in-law. Mm. So I was gone for a month. You were gone a month? Yes. Just with the kids? Just with the kids. Without the kids. him? Yeah. We would take our annual road trip, and you, I would okay. take my stepkids to go see my mother-in-law. See his mom? Yes, his mom. Okay. So we were gone for a month. Well, while I was gone, this affair was like on and popping. Like this woman wow. had been in my home. Like... You know, oh, what he, a, what a tremendous, yeah. like violation, huge, of huge violation. So I was just very calm. Cause my nephew was like in front of me, mm-hmm. you know, he's a baby. I didn't want to be screaming and his mom was and already freaking all the out. Things. Yeah. Like everybody's already, everybody's already on edge. So I just looked at my dad and I was like, I need you to go to home Depot or wherever, like buy stuff to re rekey all the locks or change the locks. And buy some boxes because we're going to box some things up. And then I told my mom, like, I need you to pour me, like, a glass of tea or, like, Coke or, like, 
wine wine i don't know something <laughs> and then i like looked at my sister-in-law and i was like i need your phone and i need you to call her yeah. and so i went outside and um at the time my um they smoked cigarettes. <laughs> some of my family members did. So I was like, I, can I have some cigarettes? <laughs> like, I need something. So I just need something. So, so I just started smoking a cigarette and I called him. He didn't answer. And they texted him and I was like, I know everything. Yeah. They told me everything. And he was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And it was just about this one girl. Just because this one there was girl. another one in McAllen. I mean, obviously, there was obviously. another one in McAllen. So now, like, can I just ask? Did you feel some sense of relief? Well, I knew uh, like, or, or not relief that, that probably seems silly, but just like, I think, aha, I knew it. It's here. It's staring at me in yeah, my face. No. All of the suspicions I had there. No. So you I don't think I felt that. Okay. I think I felt like no one's going to be mad at me. Ah, so like, it was still back I wanted to, to quit for so long. Mm. But, like, I never wanted to be the person to pull the trigger, yeah. right? Like, yeah. And he did. Okay. Literally. Oh, well. He did. So he cheated. And okay. he he caused all the problems, right? So, like, so no one's going to be mad at me. So most of your marriage mm-hmm. was verbal abuse. Yeah. It was mental abuse. Mm-hmm. It was physical abuse. Mm-hmm. Violence. Yeah. Adultery. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, sleeping around. We don't have to use such a formal biblical homes. world. Yeah. It's it's shit. Oh, it's awful. And you're, we didn't touch on this because I think it's a conversation for another time. Mm-hmm. You also could not have babies. Yeah, I could You had a lot babies. of infertility issues. Yeah, I had a lot. So I just, it's really hard mm-hmm. to hear that somebody can withstand that kind of environment for yeah. so long. Yeah, and terrible. I think it's a testament to who you are as a person and your character yeah. and how strong you are. Yeah. And I think that a lot of people out there listening, if they're going through something similar, I know they've probably heard this, but you're not alone. Oh yeah, not and, at all. And you may not want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. You may want to stay in it for whatever reason you have. Yeah. But there are a lot of people who will help you. Yeah, 100%. So... So, yeah. So you call him, you confront him. So I call him. him. He like, doesn't answer. You're lying. I don't know what He's you're talking lying, about. Yeah. All the things, whatever. I call her. Mm-hmm. She's like, I don't have to tell you anything. And I was like, oh, but you do. I was like, oh, you definitely do. entitled little girls. I was like, you definitely do. I was like, that's my husband. Like, we have a whole, like, life. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's my husband. You know, whatever. She goes ahead and she tells me all the things. She sends screenshots of conversations, even the one that's transpiring now where he's telling her, you better fix this. Tell her that you're lying. Um, yeah. And, like he, and you're, and you're sending those to I him. was like, stop <laughs> telling her these things. Like, I know that you're lying. <laughs> like what is wrong? Yeah. Like if you don't tell her, I'm going to, you know, he was no. threatening her over the, through text message for telling me all the things. And she was sending me the screenshot. So like, I knew he was lying, you know? I wonder if she or any of his other women mm-hmm. experienced the same kind of abuse that he... Well, obviously he was threatening her through text message. You okay. know what I'm saying? Like he obviously, that's just the person he yes. was. Now, do you think... That was he involved with drugs? Oh yeah, he was. Yeah. While you were married, yeah, because she told me she was like, "We've been smoking meth together." Okay, yeah. Was he in? Was he an alcoholic? No. Okay, 
So no. no alcohol. But I think he probably dabbled a little bit like with some Coke or something or like some marijuana or whatever. And then to the words, the end, I think being in McAllen, I mean, it's a oh, huge. Oh, that's a very, like that's a big uh, shuttle. Yeah. Like, like it's with, a huge like avenue for drug trafficking yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. So like I think his exposure level just elevated. Yeah, absolutely. For the last few months of our marriage, you know, before all this had happened. So, so I think he was just dabbling in all kinds of things. Okay. Which Did, altered his thinking process, obviously. And like Sure. You know, what but if he wasn't what's right, what's wrong. Sure, but if he if he hadn't been into drugs early on into your marriage mm-hmm. and he just was always an aggressive person. Yeah. And then that you know, it kind of surfaced yeah. in, in in other ways. In other yeah, ways. Absolutely. Than, so Okay, so, yeah, so so it's done. So, so yeah, you tell so like him we go. I go then that like this was on a Sunday, right? Mm-hmm. All this is transparent on Sunday. That Monday morning, I was already in a lawyer's office. Okay, I was already filing for divorce. Okay, he took off to McAllen. Nobody like I couldn't well, find he, him. He he was still in McAllen. McAllen. He yeah. never came. Okay, yeah, he never came back. Okay, process server from down there couldn't find him for a long time. Okay. Finally found him, was able to serve him, but then he just never came back to San Antonio. Okay. Except for like one mediation and that was it. But he never came back for any court hearings or anything like that. So it just really prolonged our divorce and everything that had happened. So when did you hear from him? Um, From after that happened... When did you hear from Mr. Z? So there were times like he was texting me like, you know, we need to talk or, you know, just whatever. And I, I just, you know, I just didn't really respond because I really didn't have anything to say to him. And then, um, did he act out in any way? Yes. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, he did. Um, so like one night (laughs) I went to bed early because I had to be at work. It was a, I was working a set. A Saturday because I had to pick up like a PRN job to like make ends meet, right? And yeah. So, um, you know, pay lawyer fees and stuff like that. So, um, I went to bed early. Was gonna get up on Saturday morning, go to work. My phone's going off like freaking crazy, like going off, going off, going off. And so I, and I look at it and I have like a hundred text message and like. 200 phone calls like it was something absurd and i'm not even exaggerating like these were legitimate numbers okay and I and this is at what time in the middle of like the night? 1 a.m okay and so i'm like opening up these text messages like how much for a blowjob how much for anal sex how much for regular like it was crazy they were just random random messages, messages that like, said this like, i was like what is happening <laughs> and so i finally like this one nice gentleman oh goodness gracious <laughs> How did you know he was a nice gentleman? I don't know. I just asked him, like, what are you talking about? What is... And he answered. He was like, oh, well... And he sent me a screenshot. And someone... Mr. Z. Mr. Z had registered me as an escort on a site and like put my pictures and my number, my address and like all this information. So that's how these people got my number. So there were pictures. Yeah. Of you. Yeah, of me. On this escort service site. I have one question. So embarrassing. Did you look good? Yeah, I looked great. <laughs> I looked wonderful. Obviously. I was getting all those calls. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> so like, so I immediately call my dad. So your address. Like, that's. Because the address was on there. So I was super scared. So I was like, I need you to come. He was like, what are you talking about? He's like half asleep. I'm like, I need you to come to the house now. So like, I'm waiting for him to get there. My dad shows up. There's a random car in front of my house already. My dad's like yelling at them to leave. 
I ended up calling the police. I had to change my phone number. Like Goodness. it was really dramatic. So yeah, he acted out in lots of ways. Like he wanted to, he wanted certain things that he felt entitled to like random things, you know, like a pressure washer or something crazy. You know, Probably just, more so for drugs. Yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah, like a yeah. pressure washer I know on the mm-hmm. market is an easy sell. Literally. You will get great money. Yeah. And that's a quick quick turnaround for yeah. a hit or for whatever yeah, yeah. it is. For like whatever he was dabbling and in. Mm-hmm. I just I just I'm very <laughs> intrigued by how much he still wanted to be in control yeah. of you. Because yeah. that in and of itself, I mean, we laugh about it now. We can. Yeah. This is the the our journey of healing. Yes, absolutely. But like he fucking put you at risk. Oh, 100%. You could have been raped yeah. really bad. I agree. Like multiple times. Really bad. With you not even knowing what was happening because yeah. you were asleep yeah. and your phone's going off. And yeah. yeah. So, so like it's just, was, it's just crazy. So finally, like all the things come to an end in October. When did you know, okay, you know what? I need to move on. I want to get better yeah. with... So like, I don't think that really happened because I was just so stuck in like this sadness of like my, my marriage failed, Mm. lonely. Mm. I was always like everybody. Okay. So I think there's a lot of, I think this is very multifaceted because I think that like my family, my friends, they wanted to support me and, and love me and be there for me and which they were, they by no means were they not. However, Um, none of them had ever experienced divorce. None of them really understood what I was actually going through. And I I would also say not just divorce, but some real abusive scenarios, right? And I know that what happens behind closed doors in people's relationships happens behind closed doors. So you never know what what they've really experienced or worked through. But there was just so much packaged into what you had gone through that they were probably yeah. like, and and did they know by now that you had been abused? Well, so like when I went to the lawyer's office, they okay. were asking me all these questions and I had to be very transparent. You know, he and was like, it's going to be okay. Just be honest. And I was like, well, yeah, like all these things have been happening. And then my family was like, why haven't you told who, us? Who and was in the media? My mom. Okay. My grandparents. Okay. So yeah, once the floodgates were open, they were I open. just was like, why am I holding back? He obviously has all these girlfriends. He's yeah. just, you know, like, why do I, my, what am I protecting him for anymore? Exactly. Yeah. So like, the, I was just, you know, like I was done. You know, finally things like, you know, we got to this point where, it was finally fine. Like the divorce was fin- final in okay. October. But that had, to, I know that you were grieving a loss. Yeah. Because you, like you said, it was an instant family. Yeah, and absolutely. it was an instant loss. So like I had an instant family, but then I also had an instant loss. Like I lost my whole family within a matter of minutes. Yeah. Like, and I never got it back, you know, like some people, the children went to live with their, their real, like I had to mom. call their mom and I was like, I, they can't come back. Like these are the things. And then it took me months to like pack their rooms up and pack their belongings yeah. up. And cause it's hard. Yeah. And they wanted to come in and pack their things. And I was like, I can't No, Like yeah. I have to protect my space right now. Yeah. And I, I love you and I don't think you're going to invade that space, but I just need to be okay with yeah. like where And as at. they get older, they'll understand that. Um, I pray that children, they do. Children, you know? children bounce back. Yeah. So, so, so you, you're getting to a place. Divorce happens. Yeah. Right. I'm getting to a place where I'm like, okay, like things are feeling a little bit like they suck, but they're feeling a little bit better. 
And so I, I got on a dating site. Mm. Go you. More pictures on the internet. <laughs> Trash. So um, I get on a dating site and I get a message and it's from an old boyfriend. Oh, that could be good. Could be good, right? This is like seven months after my divorce. I so waited seven months. you did months. say, for those of months. you who are following along in this uh-huh. three-part interview. <laughs> I know. We're going to have to like separate It'll be three out. parts. It's great. Yeah. Um, it's a lot. It's a lot to take in. And I think that organically sharing this story and all of the different elements that mm-hmm. you touch on is important. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're so almost you, to the end. Yeah, I know. We're almost to the end. But you said mm-hmm. you didn't really date. So was this no. boyfriend somebody that you were fond of in school and you just... Well, I had met him like my senior year in high school and he was already out of high school. But... My fam, my mom and dad found out like that he was older, uh, and that quickly ended. Yeah, like immediately. And so, I I guess I thought he was a boyfriend. He probably was definitely not a boyfriend. It's fine. Like, probably you seem a little I confused was with dating and shit already. <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyways, we start communicating. I actually just we just exchange numbers immediately. Get off the site from messaging yeah. there. We're messaging back and forth. Whatever. Come to find out he lives super close to me. Um, so we we start hanging out, not in public, because I was not like... You weren't ready for that I attention. was not able to go anywhere, because I was paranoid still of my ex. Interesting. Husband. I was paranoid that he was going to see me, or going to make a scene, or following me. Yeah. I was just scared. So I just, That's very scary. I just stayed home, because I was scared. So where where this new boyfriend... Mm-hmm. Was he or this new friend that friend. Re, re, yeah, the, the rekindled friend. friendship? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where was he in his life? He was going through a divorce as well. Okay, so he was going through a divorce as well, or he was had been through a divorce, whatever. And so he was just you know trying to I guess test the waters, see what's out there. No, it's but so that's really, weird to like. It's do that I, can't, after. I can't even imagine. It's very strange. But I will say how comforting it must have been for you mm-hmm. to find somebody else. Yeah, there was some like peacefulness in knowing that like we had both kind of went through the same thing. So we started hanging out, but like I never let him inside the house. Okay. Like we always sat on the porch, the front porch, and we would talk. But like I we would find ourselves lost in this conversation that would start at like 8 p.m. at night. And then I'd look at my phone and be like, it's 5 a.m. Yeah. Like, those are the most beautiful conversations. I have to be ready for work or whatever. So, did that feel good? Oh my God. It was amazing. Like, it was good just to have somebody, right? Because, like, again, all my friends, all my family, they didn't know what divorce, like, what that felt like, you know? So, it was hard for them to relate to. Absolutely. And, and And it's, it's not their fault. It's not I their mean, fault and at they, all. And they, like, I'm sure they loved you and they wanted 100%. to be supportive and they said all of the right things, yeah. but they had no idea what they were talking about. Yeah, not at all. And so, however, your new friend yes. did. Yes. And you guys had great chemistry together. Yes, 100%. I, mean, I remember staying on the phone with people until yes. five o'clock in the morning and yes. just hanging up. And even though I hadn't slept, I felt so Wide energized, <laughs> so good. Like it fed my soul. Yes. Your soul needed that. Yeah. My soul needed that for sure. So we hang out for months, okay. months, months, months. And About finally, how long? like I let him inside the house 
Was this like a six month thing or? Yeah, I at would. Least, I would. Maybe? Yeah, probably. Okay. It was a while. That's a long time. It was a while. That's for really us. nice. Yeah. So like we were hanging out, never, ne- and like just again, like never publicly. I was not ready to go out like that. Like I wasn't ready to be in the wild. Like <laughs> I needed just the 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 safety of my home. And had you heard from your ex husband at all? Um, no. Okay. Because I changed my number, so like okay. things had kind of died down a little bit okay people had told me you know things about him but I just was like I don't really care to know it's not my business okay um I was trying to move on with my life absolutely you know? so um I finally started letting you know my friend in to the house. like we would I'd make dinner he would come over for dinner you know whatever especially on carne asada nights mm. like he just loved that you know watch movies tv whatever you know, things were good. Like they weren't bad. You know what I mean? So yeah, like it was a great. great friendship. It sounds really nice. It was. It really does. And I'm not going to lie. Like we started sleeping together. Yeah. Like that seems good. like it was the natural progression. A hundred percent. But like, I will tell you, like there was just something about this person and the connection. I think because we had shared that connection at an early age. I know I don't know if anybody's ever experienced this type of love, but like the type of love where you just melt into that person's body as you're connected, that was what was happening. That's very interesting. It was crazy. Really quickly, I just want to touch on what you just said because I just had a conversation with a dear friend of mine who said, I've never been able to melt into somebody. Oh yeah. She actually used that yeah fucking phrase really that's the only way i can describe it well and i understand it because it's like we melted in, into, into each, each other. other yeah yeah oh, you it was crazy into some, mm-hmm. wow i just i got yeah. chills so um, okay so you're in a good place good place like I'm, place? I'm just i'm sharing time with somebody sure. it's a good place yeah so um i'm leaving for a conference to go for a conference for school whatever and um we had had breakfast or something like that that morning and um, he was supposed to go to work. I started my drive. My mm-hmm. mom was with me because I took her with me to this conference. Fun. It was at a really nice hotel. Oh, very fun. So I thought maybe she just needed some downtime, some girl time, whatever. And I'm on my way and I get a phone call and they were like, we need you to pull over. Who called you? Um, for It was my, it was his, his cousin called my aunt. Okay. My aunt called me. Okay. Was like, I need you to pull over. And so I was like, well, I'm on the highway. Like, you know, give me a second. So I finally make it to a gas station. I pull over. I call back Mm -hmm. and they're like, we found him. And I'm Hmm. like, found him what? Like, I don't know what that means. Like, did he get into a car accident? Like, what's going on? And I guess he was struggling. Struggles I had no idea about. He didn't share those struggles with me. Like I know he was going with through some custody struggles with okay. his with his ex, but I didn't realize that they were affecting him this bad, or that maybe was all that was affecting him. I'm not sure. Do you find that odd, given that you would talk so long, or do Literally. you think that maybe he just was in such a good place with you, he didn't want to taint that? Maybe I think I don't. I don't. I honestly don't know. But they found him at his house and he had hung himself Mm. and he committed suicide. So that concludes the second part to our three-part series featuring our very own Whitney Waddell. We know that these stories are difficult to listen to sometimes and we appreciate you all so much as we journey along in these amazing stories. 
We will be back again next week as she wraps up her story and shares how she's learned to breathe underwater. Bye.